0: Yeah, man. I'm ready, man.
1: Well, let's do it. The Irie, you know? Everything (laughs) Irie. Let's do this. Everything good, you know? Senor, Mr. Matt U. Johnson, welcome to On Point Podcast. Thank you so much for accepting my invite, by the way. Thanks for having me here, man, you know? Good vibes, you know? Good vibes. I like that. Senor, tell us just in case maybe someone's not familiar with who
0: you are and what you do. Talk to us a little bit about you, please. So my name is Matthew Johnson, and I'm the one and only Jamaican in the 915, you know what I'm saying? Being the only Jamaican-American recording artist or Jamaican recording artist in the borderland here, you know, professionally. Professionally? Yeah.
1: How's the our Jamaican community in El Paso? Is it nonexistent or there is?
0: No, they're, they're here because, you know, a lot of them mostly come through the, you know, the military. Okay. So, like, they have a... I'm going to give them a plug. Island Vibes Jamaican restaurant in the Northeast on Dyer. That's the only Jamaican restaurant in town. Nice. are you there often? I'm there quite often. I know the owners. I know the daughter. I know the mom. I think the daughter, her husband is in the military or her ex-husband. So she goes to San Diego and Hawaii and then the mom runs the shop, you know? So big up to Island Vibes, you know? You're done, though. No.
1: <laughs> That's perfect. How would you describe? I've never had Jamaican food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How would you describe Jamaican food? Is it uh lots of rice, kind of like the yeah, island yeah, yeah, food? Yeah, is is yeah, yeah. that what it is? How would you describe the food? So you got
0: you know you have the the national dish, which is Aki and saltfish. So you have that. You have the you know the yellow kind of almost yamish thing, but it's a fruit. It's like almost like the jackfruit, but it's a fruit that you get and they mix it up with the the saltfish. And you have boiled bananas, or you can have. Uh, fried dumpling, and you can have boiled dumpling, and then you have the rice, the gungo peas rice, the, you know, the kidney beans, red kidney beans, rice and peas, and then you have jerk chicken, and you have, um, what's another dish? Uh, let's see, curry goat, uh, oxtail, you know. What's it's, your favorite? My favorite, bro, is the Aki and sawfish, and I love stew peas and rice, which is like sword beef with peas and dumpling and all the preserves and the, the veggies and everything you know all mixed up into the stew and it's good man that's one of my because i'm Jamaican, you know i'm americanized because i'm born in new york city but my mom is from jamaica and, and and my dad is american you know so i got that mixed culture i have the best of both worlds you know
1: that's perfect. I definitely have to try it out. Yeah, sure. man. Right
0: up in the Northeast, island vibes,
1: man. Nice. Will do. So, talk to us a little bit about you. Yeah, man. Just like you already um, said, your mom's from Jamaica, your dad's yeah, yeah. from New York. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah. to us about you growing up in New York.
0: So, I'm born and raised in New York City. I'm from Staten Island, Shaolin, home of Wu Tang Clan. You know what I mean? I'm from the 103042 originally. And then I moved out of there and went to the South Shore and the other sides of the island. But um, I'm originally from Staten Island. I'm born and raised there. And I went to school there, high school, and up to college, I went to uh, to uni at LIU. So after LIU, I went over to London and stuff like that. But I spent most of my life in New York City, and then I moved here after uni, you know?
1: Nice. Tell us yeah. where you moved. I believe you were 21 when you moved to El Paso? Yeah,
0: 21, 22-ish, about to be 22, yeah.
1: Why did you move over here, sir?
0: So my dad, actually, it's a big story. My dad did his residencies as a physician here in El Paso and Juarez in the East State System. I don't know. I've never been to the East State System, but he's always telling me about that. So that's why we moved here because he was like, oh, El Paso is this hidden gem. And, you know, it's a lot cheaper to be here than New York City. And then LA and then in Florida, even though Florida's a little bit cheaper, but it's getting you know more expensive now. So he was like, "Yo, the weather is there. You're gonna like it. As palm trees, just like Florida. The uh, the homes are beautiful, which they are. The homes are beautiful. But that's the reason why I came down here because my parents moved down here. We're not military or anything, but he just had that background because he did his residencies here as a physician. Oh, okay. Yeah, man.
1: Now when they when your your dad said, Hey, let we should move to El Paso, were you open to the idea? Were you okay? Or do you remember I was maybe okay. not wanting to move over here?
0: You know, the only thing I knew about El Paso that it was it was near the border and I remembered um what's the guy that from the WWE uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh okay. So I was like, Oh man, all right, so let me try it out. I didn't I didn't have no, you know, like doubts about living in El Paso. I was like, It's Texas, it's something new. I've traveled all around the world already, so you know, being in this part of the, the country, in my own country, is not going to be a big difference. But, man, when I got down here and I spent time down here, way different. Yeah, let's talk
1: about that a little bit, because I know, obviously, from New York, which is a melting pot. I mean, there's a lot of people from Puerto Rico, from Mexico, from um, other
0: um, Honduras. I actually...
1: But now that it's mainly Mexican, like, tell us what was the biggest difference?
0: Well, the thing is, I have uh, Puerto Ricans in my family on both sides of my family, my Jamaican side and my uh, African-American side. So there's Hispanic and Latinos within my family. So, like, the Latin thing is not different. And even in New York City, there's, like, on Port Richmond Avenue, on uh, Staten Island, and Newdorp, there's a lot of Mexicans there. So, I was used to seeing Mexicans. But this part of Mexico, I think, is different because the people, like, that come from, I think, I don't know if it's Guadalajara or it's the Puebla kind of uh, province down there. Those are the people that are more in Staten Island that I was raised with. The people here is northern exactly. Mexico and it's Chihuahua. Woo. So, like, yeah, so I know you come from Chihuahua, <laughs> exactly. no? So, yeah, that's I had to get kind of acquainted to that because I was like, okay, they, they don't act like the same, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little different. <laughs> so I was like, enough things are going on here with that, you know? I was like, this is not, like, what I'm used to. So, you know, I had to get used to that. What was the hardest part of getting used to it? I mean, man, I've never lived in a desert, I've never, I've always lived it. Like, Staten Island is an island. We had a lot of beaches. Even though it's a New York, you know, they might not be the cleanest beaches. But we have a lot of water. Here, my skin was getting drier. Like, the water is harder. You had to get water softeners in your house. And, like, just the cultural vibe, the, the diversity wasn't a lot. I mean, you do get diversity from the military. But I wasn't of military background. So, I didn't really have, I had to... Kind of get into that, too, even though there is military in New York. But New York City, it's not really, like, front line and center. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you come into El Paso here, it, you see Fort Bliss. You know what I'm saying? You see it right away, you know? street up, you know yeah
1: no that's interesting (laughs) to me because i'm like oh this is the first time i hear like that perspective so yeah how long did it take you when you because i see i follow you on social media i follow you on instagram and you can tell that you love our city you love el paso Yeah, man. really like it how long did it take you for you to be like you know what this is really cool i like el paso
0: i like a lot of things about el paso but there's certain things i still can't get used to because like i'm so used to going to bigger cities And being around a lot of diversities. But I do love certain things about the town. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? El Paso showed me a lot of love in certain ways. Like, I feel I stick out more here than in New York City.
1: Definitely. Is that one of the reasons why you decided to stay here after, of course, I mean, uh, your parents came with you initially? Is that one of the reasons why you wanted to stay here?
0: Well, I mean, yes and no. Okay. Because, like, the reason why I like it here is obviously the weather is nice. The homes are beautiful. I live on the west side of town. The homes is beautiful over there. Um, I got a lot of – they just opened up to me. Like, after I started uh, putting my foot into the music society here in the community, like, they gave me I, – I I did Minor Palooza. I did Neon Desert. I did Fiesta de las Flores. I did Summer Slam Jam, opening for major acts like Man – uh, even your own uh, local uh, icon, I, I think she's an icon here. She even went to UTEP. Uh, Christina Ustase was a Latin Grammy uh, nominee, mm-hmm. and she's from uh, Juarez or Chihuahua. I think she's from Chihuahua, and she uh, opened the door for me to go over there to Buenos Dias Juarez and perform and have horchata and stuff. So, you know, there's, there's great things about El Paso that, a person like me from a bigger city can benefit from. You understand? I can appreciate that yeah. as well, right?
1: We'll definitely w- we'll come back to that and, and yeah, definitely yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about your career, singing career. Yeah, man. You started very young, yeah, at man. age 14. You yeah, come yeah.
0: from from family of, of, of artists. Yeah, yeah, Talk to us about your start. So my dad was a spoken word kind of artist. Reverend Johnson and the Positive Vibes. And he went down, obviously, to Jamaica. He embraced the culture. That's how he met my mom back in the 70s. But I started from that because he was always taking me to concerts like Black Uhuru, Steel Pulse, R&B, concerts like Force MDs back in Staten Island. They're Staten Island natives, too. And uh, that's how I got into that. And he also threw reggae under the stars in Staten Island. And that was a big reggae concert back in the 80s and the 90s. So that's what brought me up into the music community, you know, at large, not only here in El Paso, but overall. So that's kind of my background there and then from that I kind of just went on my own little journey and the genres that I picked up because I like to do pop dancehall but I, I what people don't understand is that I'm very versatile you feel I like rock music I like Linkin Park I like Incubus I like uh people like let's see Dave Matthews I like people like, um, let's see, what's a good example? Mattis Yahoo. I like Buju Bantan, who I opened up for on my hometown, Staten Island, at the St. George Theater. Uh, I like people like Bob Marley, obviously. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. He's a very major influence (laughs) on me, you know what I mean? Because, you know, Jamaican-American vibes. Uh, I like people like Alanis Morissette. I'm very eclectic man, you know.
1: And that's perfect that you have been able to represent your music with yeah. your taste, right? Cuz yeah, I I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people that maybe stick to one kind of music because you know what that's what sells, but yeah. in your case, and I was telling you before I started recording that I would it's been at least 4 days straight that I've been listening to your music I and that, I man. really enjoyed it. And i was like, you know, what? I shouldn't tell him cuz it's going to sound like I'm telling him because he yeah. came to my podcast, but like, you know what it's it's like it's helping me focus. I like the vibe, it's energetic. It's Thank
0: you man. Then, and i was that.
1: like you know that's really cool and mm. well again we'll get back to that but I, i'm very interesting um interested on knowing okay it's one thing to like music yeah. i like music you know i could tell you about bronco about a lot of mexican <laughs> bands but when did you say you know what i want to pursue this at, at a professional level yeah Do you remember that
0: i wanted to pursue this at a, you know i even loved music before i because i started pursuing it at 13 at a professional level but I fell in love with music way before that from when I was like eight or nine or ten years old I was singing around the house you know I was like singing at the concert so everybody knew that I wanted to be in the music industry but it took me a while to get professional you know help to further my craft so that's when I got in contact with uh, B Montgomery who managed Soul For Real and uh, Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony.
1: How old were you at this point?
0: I was around 13 or 14. Go, 13 going on 14. When you were
1: reaching out to, to uh, B, B To Montgomery. Wow. She was my
0: first manager. Okay, and this yeah. is at 13, 14? Yeah, in wow. New York City. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. And when did you get the encouragement of say, you know what, I do have something. Again, it's one thing for us to live music. It was music, from but her. Like, you
0: know what, I do have the talent. It was from her because we. I was in a group at the time called Mixed with a, a cat named Roberta Wallace. He's a Panamanian cat and a, a, a chick named Issa. She was Puerto Rican. And we all kind of came together and um, created that group mixed. And we kind of performed for her up in her office at the Mothership Connections right there in uh, Soho. And she was like, you know, you, you guys you guys have something. That's what she would say. You, you, you know who you remind me of? You remind me of that guy from Soul For Real. And she was like, yeah, man, you know. And then she allowed us to open up and go to the Decade Nightclub on 2nd uh, Avenue in Manhattan and just be, like, openers. And that's what we did. We, obviously, we had to own our craft a little bit first. And she kind of, like, uh, helped us with that. But she gave us opportunity. She even gave us opportunity on her uh, cable television show, The Mothership Connection. And it's actually on uh, YouTube till this day. I'm actually on the uh, the credits now as an artist that she's worked with. Wow. With Busy Bone and all these, like... Grades, cause she does like the classic artists too, from like the OJs and the old school guys as well.
1: Now, let me ask you: It sounds like you started this, of course, at a very young age.
0: Yeah, man. Were your parents supportive since day one? They were, they were, because remember, like I in high school, I was starting in like high school, those like professionally. So I was already in drama, and I was I already had great grades. Like I was already in like. Like, well, what was I? I was in honors. I was an honors student. So even the, the guidance counselor at St. Peter's, Mr. Cafero, you know, because there's a lot of Italians because I was raised with more Italians, you know, on Staten Island. So Mr. Cafero, he would be like, yo, you know, I, I want you to, you know, to perform at the honors night. So I would always have those opportunities. So they would come to those nights and, like, I would be singing, but I would still have, a like, a 90 or above grade point average. So they, they accepted that. They was like, okay, you know. And then as I went along and I started getting more exposure in New York, news coverage on New York One and all those things. Like, a lot of people here might not know that. They might feel, because I'm new down here, even though I've been here for a couple of years, people don't know that I've started a long time ago. And I've just been coming up and coming up and coming up. But the thing is that things don't happen overnight. And you have to, I'm not, like, like, this next single that I'm going to come out with, it's it's been a journey. And he knows that. My manager knows that. So, yeah.
1: That's one of the main reasons why I'm so interested in, in, in talking to you. Because yeah, you, man. I fully respect them. And, and, and I understand, of course, it's a struggle. A yeah, lot of man. people start a project, a business, whatever it is, thinking they're going to get overnight success. Yeah. And in your case, you've been... A, i've been a, grinding been man. grinding and there's definitely moments and we'll talk about that that maybe yeah. you just want to throw in the towel oh and you yeah. said you know what i'm not so I, i'm very interested in knowing the story behind that and how can we influence other people with your story okay. so going back to your parents yeah man they very supportive but your dad's a doctor what that yeah. means is that usually is that hey i want you to yeah i like your singing as a yeah. hobby but I want you to maybe become a doctor or yeah. go into college and go for, I don't know, any particular field. Yeah. Was there any pressure
0: at any point to follow his oh, footsteps? yeah, man. But you know what? My dad was into the entertainment field as well. And he didn't start as a doctor. He was an EMT first. He worked at Nina down there on the Lower East Side because that's where he's from originally in Manhattan on the Lower East Side. So he grew up there. And he's he's from a hard background, too. He comes from nine kids. You know, And he's one of the most successful out of those nine. So he comes from that background, and he had a love for music. And that's why I have a love for music, because he played it all around. He threw the concerts. His uh, videos are on uh, YouTube as well, Reverend Johnson and the Positive Vise. People can look it up. So I had that influence as well. So, yes, he was a physician, and he was an EMT. And he also, by the way, he's a nine eleven 11 first responder as well. Wow. That's why he retired, and that's why we moved down here. A lot of people don't know that. But that's, that's the real deal. And, um... Yeah, man, that's why that's where it came from. Is that why your dad's supportive because he
1: understands the love for music? For, yeah, you're also an actor. Well, we'll talk about that. I'm a sad actor, a second. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm just curious because usually the, the story is that, yeah, maybe especially in our culture in El Paso and the Mexican culture or Latino culture, yeah, yeah, is that, yeah, you like singing, you like dancing, you like maybe being an artist, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. cool for a while, but hey, you need to go to school. And you need to get a real yeah. job, right? So oh. when I was doing my research on you, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I wonder, is that being a doctor? If there yeah, was yeah. a moment like that, he wanted to say, you know what? This was cool in high school, yeah, yeah. but now you're gonna go to college. or You're gonna do this full time, or even after college, yeah, yeah. I expect you to be a doctor. But it sounds like because of the background that your dad has, yeah, yeah, like he understood your passion for music, and that's why True. you're okay pursuing that
0: dream. Well, as well, you know what? Like, yeah, but no, because I had other jobs. See, like, I had summer jobs. I've had all those things. I was a PT assistant. I worked in the doctor's office. I worked at Bresick and Young doing stockbroking jobs in uh, New York City there. Because I don't know if you know, like, being in St. Peter's Boys, which is a very, like, prestigious high school on Staten Island, they already groom you, and they already – you have to do certain things. You have to do things like uh, like, uh, volunteer at, like, Edgar's Nursing Home. You have to show – you know that you're going to be you know like in the in the know and know how to be an adult and be like able to face the world so that's what that's why I'm happy I went to those kind of schools so I was already being groomed not only from my parents because my mom and, you know, being Jamaican, everybody says, you know, Jamaicans have like 10 jobs and all of that. So not only from that side of the family, my, my grandma saying, no, I want you to do this and do that. I was already like doing things besides the music. But my, the music was my main passion. So I didn't have that problem from them because they seen that I was already like motivated to win just generally in life. You feel what I'm saying? I do. Now you talk about grinding.
1: You talk about a lot yeah, yeah. of years, a lot of work right, that you have put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how, like, this motivation or this mindset of you knowing and understanding that you have to keep on going, that it's not going to come to you yeah. the next day, do you get this from your parents? Is that something that they taught you as far as it's a lot of work? It's not going to yeah. come easy? Where, where does this mindset come
0: Man, from? Man, like, even, even if I wasn't a singer and all this and all that, any job... That you want to do well, you have to work hard for it. That's I got another um, concept from a song that we're actually just coming up. Uh, it's gonna be called "That Energy," right? And it says in the lyrics exactly what we're talking about. Anything you want, you have to do. You gotta go it, go at it. You know what I mean? You have to be persistent. That's what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, or if even if you're a janitor. You do your job, your best, being a janitor so that you can elevate. Because obviously a lot of people are not going to want to stay to be a janitor. But, like, you never know who you're going to, like, meet. You can meet, like, be like this guy is such a great pe- person, man. You know what? I like this guy's personality. Let me tell him, like, yo, I would love you to be a business partner in my multi-million dollar company. So you never know who you're going to meet and you never know, like, like, who are you going to come across, basically, bro? So, like, do the best at anything you, like, you do, you know what I'm saying? Like, nice. it doesn't that's, matter if you're a singer or not.
1: That's perfect, and it's second yeah. nature to you already. But, again, yeah, what, man. like, the the interactions I had or, or the, at least that the people that I maybe interact with, I mean, that's a little, that's tough to understand that, right? Because yeah. a lot of times we do expect overnight success. We expect yeah. already to start whichever business and then for yeah. us to, you know, we're going to make it
0: big tomorrow. But in your
1: case, yeah. it sounded like you understood at the young age, but yeah, it was going to take a lot of work.
0: Oh, man, because I had a lot of, like, nose. I've tried for a lot of different things. I already, I was already groomed to it. So I already knew, okay, this is going to be the long haul. And that's why I started to go into acting, actually, because I wasn't really getting further in the music immediately. So I figured, you know, what can I do to get more exposure? And there's a lot of people from my uh, area in Staten Island that did the same thing, like Tristan Wilds, Mac Wilds from uh, 90210. He's from Staten Island, and he d- went into acting first, and then he blew up from the acting. So I went to acting, too, I, and I got up on Gossip Girls, One Life to Live, the soap opera, um, the, the Sopranos, uh, Knights of Prosperity. I don't know if that's on anymore. And then when I came down here, I landed a major, like, military commercial, Go uh, go Army military commercial called Army Mentality. So that helped me as well. So you can be a, a multi-lane person and still be able to do music.
1: Right. Is that which music is your passion? Music right. is my main passion, yes. Of course. I'm sure you like the artist side of being – well, the artistic side of being an actor as well. Yeah. But was there any maybe um, – time that you thought about wait you know what let me focus my energy yeah. in in being an actor especially because you got those roles after
0: I did and it was during that time period in New York City and uh <laughs> when I was with divine talent over there uh, Barbara was my agent and she was like yo you know she was putting me in more things and more things and more things I remember one time she uh, sent me to New Jersey, and it was for Alec Baldwin. It was a movie with him. Wow. And I was just an extra at that time. I wasn't even no, nobody major. But I was getting all these. Like, this was before I got my union like dues and all that and my uh, my waivers to join SAC, obviously. But I was still getting on. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting exposure here. And you know what? To be ironic with it, I was meeting music people on those things. So people were doing what I was doing.
1: So yeah. why is it that can we say music is your focus? Of yeah. course you're open to being artistic through yeah, yeah, the yeah. arts of being an actor.. Yeah, yeah. but um, was there any anything in particular you remember so you know what I'm gonna shift my focus now to music again. Is, was there anything that happened there?
0: Well, I mean, the reason why I shift my focus back to music is because that was my first artistic way of showing my artistic value because I'm naturally a singer and a performer. I just took that lane for acting because it opened up doors into the community of the entertainment world where I was at at the time. And I think it still did that even when I came here to El Paso.
1: Yeah, definitely yeah, line, uh, landing that contract yeah. for that commercial that you said. Yeah, man. I'm interested. You know a little bit about the um, your family back home in New York, okay. also your friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now that they look at you as far as what you're doing, what you have accomplished, and, the, yeah. and what your current goals are, and living in El Paso. Yeah. What is it that they say about you, or they think about you? Of course, you yeah. have the, the people that support you, but am I'm, I'm sure there's also maybe the people that are already married, that yeah. already have this fancy job, high paying yeah. job. Talk to us
0: about that. So most of my friends in Staten Island, they were Italian and Irish. And most of the Italian and Irish guys on Staten Island, they either became cops or they became firemen. and Or they they were in, like, uh, the union jobs, which were, like, kind of electrician jobs, stuff like that. My best friend, he's uh having his first baby right now, and he just got married, I think, uh, a couple of years back. Uh, he went into he was actually, I think he was studying to be in politics and he went into what his dad was doing, which was being an electrician. So they kind of like, look at it that way. Oh, why don't you go into the family business like being in medicine and and so forth. But I was like, that's not my passion. And now that they see me in El Paso, They're like, oh, man, why did you move there, man? Why not Florida? Because everybody from Staten Island goes to Boca Raton and everything. They're like, El Paso? Of all places, why there? So how do you explain why El Paso to them? I told them, yo, it's very nice over here, man. And then the money stretches. You get beautiful homes, uh, bigger-sized homes for your money. And um, they were like, but you know what? They eventually saw because social media is a great tool. And it opens up, and they were like, wow, he's doing a lot down there. They're they're opening up. Because I think, at first, they showed me more love here than they did in New York at first when I was first starting. Because it was like almost like starting over coming down here. Yeah. So, I think um, I had to knock down some doors here. I had to, like, hey, you know, I'm here. You know, let them know I'm here. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody was so nice to just have me on their shows and, you know, but... It was a little bit easier because they see not – I don't know why, bro, but, like, I I found that here locally, at least when I came here, they didn't really put on their local people too much. They like people from the outside, and I kind of benefited from that because I was like, oh, this guy, you know, he's he's got – even with the military commercial, he was like, you're not military? I was like, no. They was like, what are you doing here? What's a Staten Island guy doing here? I was like, my parents moved down here, so I'm the youngest, so I moved down here with them. They was like, oh, man, and that got them interested in me because they had Miss El Paso on there, like uh, kind of competing against me to get that part. And they ended up not picking her, and they picked me.
1: Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. And this is, wow. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your process yeah. when you got to El Paso. Of yeah, course, that like you said, you know what, is it looking for a manager? What is? Yeah, yeah. What was your first step? Okay, I want to make sure that I the, the people in El Paso know that I'm here to stay and, of course, about my career. Well, Do you remember what steps you
0: took? Well, the first thing I did is uh, I tried to get into the network of people. I started meeting people, and the first person I met was in uh, Best Buy, and he had, happened to be, like, an engineer, or guitarist, and he introduced me to BJ Pando, like, all these uh, other artists that were working the circuit that, like, you know? They, he introduced me to the scene, and that's how I started, like, getting into the, to the network here. And then after that, my dad who's very good at doing press work and stuff because he had a press pass in New York City and stuff like that. He just called the media and let them know, and then we started approaching people, and that kind of opened the doors for us. You feel me? And that's how I got to And then I started meeting people like uh, the Latin Soul Project who had me as a, a guest host on their uh, set at Fiesta de las Flores. Oh, yeah. Wow. Man.
1: Congratulations on your path. Now, you yeah, did man. mention that there has been a lot of no's, a yeah, lot of struggles, yeah, and a yeah. lot of times that maybe you wanted to just give up and maybe yeah, do yeah, something yeah. else. Do you remember some of examples that maybe you can share and also what helped yeah, yeah. you continue your path?
0: So, I mean, like, um, down here specifically, you want to know about? So, down here, like, I found once you do everything... And they have booked you for different things and you, they already see like you're here already. Sometimes they don't want to book you again. So sometimes it gets a little stagnant. And then me being here and I actually I don't know if I told you or not before like we got on air. But I was living in I don't always stay here. I was going to Canada a lot to open up into that market because I fig- figure it has more of a Caribbean like uh, stronghold there. And that's some of the sounds that I'm doing. So that's kind of the struggle I have here sometimes. And it makes me want to like just throw in the towel here. But then the more you kind of like do your research and you pull an all-nighter and you kind of just go on the web and you watch who's popping here and watch what's going on and this and that, you find new opportunities and new opportunities arise. So what I say to all the young artists or the people that are coming up here in El Paso, never give up, be persistent. Be consistent. And even if you're not putting out a lot of music at the time, stay in the public eye because people will not forget you. And they'll have to look at you. And with social media, it makes it so much easier. Right. That's what I say.
1: Great yeah. advice, by the way. We, yeah. I, I definitely want to ask you a lot more follow-up questions on that because yeah. I do find that a lot of people in El Paso especially that maybe do have talent, maybe do want to do something yeah. artistic, but then like, Maybe they're afraid of failing. Maybe they're afraid of that's going to take a long time.
0: But you know what? what? That's the key word. Failure sometimes is the key to success because you're not going to win all the time. You're not going to succeed all the time. But those lessons learned from the failures is going to make you much more smarter. And it's going to teach you a lesson. Say, hey, this is what happened this time. I have to do this differently. What am I doing wrong? What do I have to search what am I what I, and he knows this and I tell him all the time like and he knows I get frustrated all the time I'm not this this career is very hard it's very frustrating at times even though I love music and this is my passion I get frustrated all the time I'm not perfect I'm not like you know oh everything is I, I hope I'm not coming off that way to the, the people on here this 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 career I'm looking at you guys out there well ladies and gents this career is not <laughs> for the faint of art, so you're gonna have to put in hours. You're gonna have to put in sleepless nights. Even not only because remember it's ninety five percent business, you know, and and five percent show. Because sometimes they say it's ten percent show and ninety percent business. I think it's the other way around. I think it's mostly business and marketing, because you know. Anybody could be, like, going into the studio, putting auto-tune on their voice and then blah, blah, blah. But if you don't got the drive, the passion, and the heart to do this kind of stuff, and it doesn't matter what kind of business it is. It goes with any business. But we're talking about music here. You got to put in that work.
1: Wow. Yeah, man. Going back to mindset, where, yeah, do you, where does this come from? Because I know you say, again, second nature now. But there's a hey. lot of people that, that as soon as they get yeah. a certain number of notes. That's it. I wanna give yeah. up. I'm sure your manager has seen those. That there's there, yeah. there's maybe a lot of talent, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. just don't have that uh, mindset, right? You know so what? What helps you specifically? and yeah. Where does that come from?
0: I got a New York state of mind, buddy. <laughs> I, I got. I'm from. I'm from the big. I'm from the city that never sleeps. So you gotta hustle. Like I I have that in me already. But that's what being brought up in the five boroughs does for you. Because you know what I mean, it's not easy there. You know what I'm saying? There's like a thousand people or millions of people like me in New York, so of course you're gonna get a lot of nos, right? Because they're like, oh, this guy. There's a lot of people coming down a dozen, but you like in New York. If you're in New York now, you gotta set yourself apart, and that's how you become notable there. But if there, a lot of people are copycats in this business now. Everybody wanna sound like the next person. They wanna sound like this, that, that, that. You gotta be you. You gotta have that sound that reflects who you are. And even if you're not doing music, you gotta have that sound that uh that personality, that drive, that uh that vision that reflects who you are. If you get my drift.
1: I have- Get it 100%. Yeah, I'm man. so glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, I'm man. sure someone's going to benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking um, a little bit before um, the recording as far as how many podcasts maybe you, you oh, have yeah, been yeah, yeah. on that, again, n- nothing that there's wrong, but they just stop for some reason. And I'm sure that maybe a lot of times when they open that or when they started yeah. that, their idea was like after 10 episodes, now I'm going to get sponsors or I'm going to oh. do whatever. Yeah. And then they um, end up giving up. Which is going back to maybe not music specifically, but just having that ethic that no matter what, I'm going to stay here, I'm going to
0: stick to it. Not to cut you off, but sometimes, like, you know, people have personal health issues. It might not always be because, oh, man, you know, this is not working and nobody's watching my podcast or nobody's listening to my music. Sometimes it might be personal health issues or family issues that they're going through and they just have to take a break. But if it's not because of that, you have to keep it going. You can't stop. If this is what you really want, you cannot stop. You (laughs) see Yeah. I like that
1: because I I agree with you. If it's family, if it's medical reasons, oh, don't even worry. This doesn't even matter. Yeah, man. But 9 out of 10, if if not 9.5 out of 10, the truth is it's just that maybe the expectation that a lot of people had. Any job, not talking about podcast or music. It's yeah, just man. that maybe In that giving life. up mentality. Going back yeah. to what you said, that piece of New York, I remember when I had Elia Esparza yeah, She yeah, yeah, said yeah, yeah. that she moved over there. She the, 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 oh, um, knocked on a lot of doors and she got a lot of notes. Yeah. But she quickly understood that you just have to keep on going, right? Yeah, man. So that mentality, again, especially now that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to direct this to a more local audience. Yeah. I mean, it's great to hear kind of like that mindset of not giving up. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about haters, social media haters oh, or, or people that don't understand or I'm, I'm sure you get a lot of comments, hopefully not on a daily basis. Yeah. But um, do you remember like the first time you got some hate? How were you able to deal with that? I mean, here locally or just in general? In general.
0: I mean... Sometimes when you go into business with certain people, like I like because I'm my personality, I get along with everybody. I'm a Libra. So I try to get along and hold the peace, right? But sometimes haters can come from different aspects. They don't only have to be like social media trolls for you know hating on you. Some of the people, they don't even say nothing. And they could be hating on you by blocking you. And that's what I've come across. Really? I've come across people that will be, like, just trying to block you. They'll see that you you, you, you trying to, like, like go up your, in the yeah. trenches, right? Uh-huh. And and you might not be able to to get into certain places because, oh, maybe they might put in a bad word or maybe they're saying, oh, take me first, on oh, this person or whatever. This, that, that. That's more what I go through. I don't really get a lot of, like, negativity on online because maybe once or twice, but not not a lot, bro. I mainly get those kind of haters. You know what I'm people People that have, like, they when you see them, they nice, but on the backhand of things, they kind of fake. You know what I'm saying? I get those kind of people. But, like, I don't really get a lot of negativity because I don't really try to be, like, I'm not a nasty person. Like, I'm, very, I'm a very nice person, and I'm a very open person. But I get those kind of like haters, and that you can't see. You understand? Like that, that's the f- sad part about it. I get those types of people, and then you might hear about it if somebody's bold about it. Oh, you know this, uh, you know that person, this person. And I was like, huh? I don't know. I I haven't. And some of these people I haven't even met. Uh-huh.
1: How do you get through those moments when you see like when it's happening? Of course, it's yeah. easy for us to say. But just don't care, just keep on going. But yeah, when you're yeah. at that moment, that stage, I'm sure it's like ah, that's-
0: I just talk to people that are, are really close to me. Like I talk to my parents, I talk to my manager, I vent like that. And he knows. I, I I'm always even my parents know I vent to them. I don't and then I get it out because it's it's bad to keep it in. It's not it's not good to have stress in your mind and keep it in. So I'm learning to kind of not take things personally now. But I had those moments, man, and I kind of vent to the people that are close to me that I feel that they understand where I'm coming from. So that's who I vent to, and that's how I get past those moments. I'm glad
1: we talked about that because you bring a really good point because there's a lot of, like, for example, if it's hate on social media, for the most part, a lot of people already know that that hate is there, so they ignore it. But maybe the one that is not as simple to ignore is friends or family. That maybe they won't tell you that they don't like what you're doing. You know what? But by not supporting it, you can kind of, like, tell that. Yeah. You know what? What does this guy think he is by doing whatever he's doing?
0: I do remember something. Last year, I did the ABC 7 from Downtown Spaces. And when it aired, somebody on the Channel 7's YouTube uh, channel commented, they was like, this is what made the air? This is what, yeah, I had that. That's something, that and I think it was somebody locally here, and then I didn't know who this person was, and they were just saying that, and I was like, wow, and then there I was, like, I was even showing love back. Like, I had, like, one of my manager's DJs on there. I was giving back by having that person on there and all that. So I was giving back, but I was still getting that. So I didn't understand that. So, But we handled it, though. We handled it in the right way. And whoever that person was, you know, like, Godspeed, man. I hope you're happy. You know, I hope you're, you know, doing well. <laughs> Wow, oh, yeah, thank you right? for sharing that story. Yeah, 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 Talking
1: yeah. about your manager management, you've been through I mean, a lot since yeah. you started back at thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about the process, what's frustrating about going through one manager. I'm yeah. sure that I don't know the industry, so yeah, but I can only imagine that people say, "Well, you know what? With what you have, this is what I'm gonna do for you." Yeah. But then something happens that now you're gonna, especially now from New York to El Paso. Yeah, yeah. New management. Talk to us about that process. How does that work? Well, I mean something I, that makes you sound familiar with that.
0: I've had managers from Toronto, El Paso, New York, uh, Denver, England. I've because I've traveled all these places, but the process is, man. When you're young like that, 13 or 14, sometimes if you don't have the right guidance, you don't know how to choose the right management and you don't know like to look for, hey, does this manager have what I'm looking for as in contacts or does this manager have the personality that I want to like vibe with? Does this manager have the time? Or the, the work ethic to really build with a person like myself. Those are the key things that you need to look for. Sometimes it's not always monetary because a manager sometimes doesn't really have to put in his money or sh- her money to help your career. They're supposed to find the people to better your career. Sometimes, but sometimes managers do put in. Don't get me wrong, sometimes they do. But I feel. A lot of young people looking for management and representation or agent, they don't know what to look for. And those are key things that I just said. Contacts, uh, time, personality that fits yours, um, dedication and love for what you're doing. Those are key because sometimes people come along, oh, man, you know, maybe I can make a little money. Or I know something and then make a quick money and then get rid of this person. And then you have to go on to the next and the next and the next and the next. So that's what you have to look out for with men. Sometimes you don't need a manager. Sometimes you have to manage yourself. Sometimes you only need a booking agent. If you have a fan base that is active, you might not be at the level that you need an artist manager. You might just need a personal manager. Or a personal manager that eventually could be your artist manager, your whole business manager. You feel what I'm saying? Because sometimes people are not at a level where they need a manager.
1: Well, and all of this you can only learn through experience, of course.
0: That or if you have a family, a lot of people have family members that are deep into the music industry. And they, they tell them that. And they already put them on to people that know this is who's going to fit my person. This is going to, you know, but if you don't have that uh, capability of just relying back on somebody that's in the industry, then you might have to do some work on your own and uh, look up things. That's what Google's for,
1: (laughs) you know like that, Senor. I'm sure, again, someone will benefit from that because that was really good. Yeah, man. Let me ask you, what's the hardest part of being an independent artist?
0: Oh, man. Uh, Not getting enough exposure because when you're independent, you don't have the tools that the majors have such as radio play, uh, bookings, Uh, Endorsement deals that they can put you into because they already have the relationships with the companies that will give you more exposure, just like maybe like headphone products, uh, drinks, what, what have you. So I think as an independent artist, you have to actually go out and make those connections on your own. Where, when you're in a uh, maybe like in a 360 deal, and that, that's another thing that's probably not that great, but in a 360 deal, all those things come with it because a label is taken out from all your merch sales and all of this and all that, and they already have those relationships. As an independent artist, sometimes you might not have the budget to get to those people that you need to unless you make a hell of a good networking uh, scenario. If you have the networking skills, maybe you might be able to get to those things that the the label. Is that
1: what your your goal is eventually to be signed under a recognized? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know because the the game is changing. It's not the early two thousands no more. So you could be independent, have a really great distribution deal, and then have a good manager that has the connects to put you on to. uh, like people, marketers and agents and booking agents that will keep you going so that you have the budget to go to these next things and those uh, major la- uh, label level situations, if you, you get what I'm saying.
1: Okay, so what there you're, you're yeah. saying is that it's not your goal at the moment, of course, if it comes. If but it if
0: comes th- and it's a good deal and they're offering me a good percentage, and it's a situation where I can win and they can win at the same time, then yeah. But if it's not that situation, why would I? If I can win as an independent and get the same things as an independent and keep more of my rights and my masters, why would I go to a major label so they can own up my masters and I have to buy it back again and change my name?
1: <laughs> like Talking so about others. that, you're also yeah. a
0: songwriter, correct? I'm a songwriter. I'm an
1: ASCAP member, yes. Senor, what is your creative process? Walk me through when you want to write a song, Song? do you sit down to, okay, now I'm going to write it or does it
0: come or like describe your... uh, So let me put it this way. I'm not a producer, so I don't make music. I don't like, you know, I'm not a producer. So when I get with a producer, they send me the beat. I'm like, we make, or we make it together. And I'm like, hey, I want these sounds and that. So once we get the full sound the the project down and and it's a full song i first start with the hook the hook has to be catchy ear catching you gotta it has to be something that sticks in your mind so i'm pretty sure my manager knows that I, i always write a hook first and then the verses follow you understand, and then maybe if we're coming with a bridge and a breakdown, and sometimes we don't have a breakdown because we don't want the song like people like people's attention spans is so small now. You don't want the song to be like four minutes no more. You got to be under three minutes and under now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like that. <laughs> when you are trying to come up with something new, do you, you does your mindset have to be at a certain level? You have to be doing something. Do you have to? Tell your
0: brain, I'm going to come up with this, or it just comes naturally? Well, most of the times I write from experience and emotion. And I'm a really kind of like a positive kind of guy, mainly, unless somebody like bothers me or something and I'm in my head or whatever. But mainly I'm a very positive person. That's why I do more like feel-good music, if you notice, mm-hmm. the, the level of yeah. feel-good. Sometimes I might write some ballads. Like, I've, like my friend that's a Grammy winner, actually, He's, he won nine Grammys. A shout out to Sosa, you know I'm Sosa nine thousand, life of nine thousand. He's worked with Beyonce, but he always telling me, man, we need to hear more ba- ballads from you, man. Like we're always hearing these kind of like, you know, Upbeat songs. Yeah, but I'm like, you know what? That's what's really selling, and I want to keep like even the people that are younger than me. I want to keep them like going as well. Like you know what I'm saying? So yeah,
1: and you're staying you know, true to your personality as yeah. well. So. Wow.
0: so I I feel that's you know. That's my vibe. But, you know, I'm definitely going to bring some more ballads or mid-tempo kind of things. And the next single is a little mid-tempo. I, You know what? Actually, Guan Guan, Get It, the one I did with Cedar Rocks and Chaclera, that's kind of mid-tempo-ish as well.
1: What are you working on right now? Yeah. W- what exactly are you working on? W- what are some dates that maybe you can give us right now? So right
0: now... Should I should I tell him? So right now I'm working on a single with Snoop Dogg and Carl Wolf, which is a major like a pop I think he's I guess you could call him a pop R and B uh Canadian star man. Like he's huge like in Canada and, and in Lebanon and Dubai and he's worked with like tons of people. He's worked with Snoop Dogg before. He's worked with um uh I think he I think he co I think he co headlined for Mary J. Blodge too. And a lot of fat man scoop and but, to make a long story short, that's what we're working on. We're trying to like we're waiting for the verse from him to come in, and uh, cause we were gonna put a a different artist on the track, but that kind of got sideswiped. We had a situation, so we had to put him in there. I just I wanted that he was always my choice, but we got the other person. But he was like one of the main choices I had. So shout out to Carl Wolf. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So we got that coming up next.
1: Wow. How exciting. Yeah, man.
0: So that's the big, that's what I was telling you, man. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Nice. Aside from music, you're also a business owner, right? Talk yeah, to yeah, us yeah. a little bit about what, what else you do and still in the in the yeah. music industry, but else, what else do you do as
0: well? So right now, I mean, I've been doing this. I had InterVision Inov- Music, interview Music for the last six years. So that's always been there, and I've always been pushing that label, the merch and stuff. But recently, we kind of transferred it into a media and news outlet. It's Intervisions Media, and it's on Instagram for everybody to see. It's on Facebook. We have all that. So we're giving other artists and people that are creatives, and people, managers, and people like yourself, a platform. Because I felt, you know what, I'm always on these other things. I, I think I should start one myself. I have this label, and it's So Like, cre- like creatives need a, a platform, a lot of platforms, to, you know, showcase their InnerVisions. And that's where we came up with InnerVisions Media. Wow. Yeah. When did you start this? I started uh, Intervene Music six years ago, but InnerVisions Media, we started, like, maybe, like, four months ago.
1: Okay, what's yeah. your long-term vision with that? You said, of course, create a network, but is there yeah. any, any specifics that you're already working on? Like, is it first music? Is it first artist in
0: general? So it's, it's all over. It's just mm-hmm. creative. So we want to give creatives uh, uh, like a platform. Like a ma- Maybe we might go into magazine next, but we're for now we're keeping it on the web, Instagram, Facebook, and we have the website, you know, innervisionsmedia.com. Uh, And uh, big ups to Oscar for helping us uh, with that. I'm going to look into this camera. Big up to Oscar. You know, he's helping me. He's, like, part of my team as well, and um, he's helping create that. So, yeah, man, it's just a a platform for creatives to show their creativeness, and then we debut them. We, like, you know what I mean? We give them their platform. We write a little story on them. It's like, you know, media and news
1: Nice. using everything that you have learned, your contacts, yeah. and, and, of course, your expertise. with exactly. Your manager as far as what is it that works, what maybe it's, it's not going to work for certain people, and you help them through their journey as well. Exactly. Right? Nice. What, are some, wh- what is some advice that you can give maybe starting artists, maybe yeah. uh, someone that wants to start? What's the most important things that they should know? You already talked about some, but what are yeah. some other things that you say? You know what? If you're thinking of starting, if you are going to start, maybe they recently started,
0: this is important for you. So right now, since uh, social media and the web and with the pandemic and what everything, just make content, 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 and also get a great distribution because I'm with Empire. I have Empire and I also have, um, I haven't used it, AWOL, and it's a major label distribution, but it's independent still. So do you have to have distribution? You have to have social media content. Pick your best platform. You don't have to be all over the place, but you have to have a great social media presence, especially in this day and age. So that's two things. Social media presence and uh, distribution. Publicity is key. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if they're online-based. And I think it's better to be online now because it shows up in your Google Analytics. So when people of bigger stature look you up, where do they go? They go to Google. So that's the thing. You have to, and that's how you get what? Notified and verified. You have to have clout. So that's how these platforms verify up and rising talent. So a lot of people don't realize it's not a secret. People say, oh, how did you get verified, blah, blah, blah. It's not a secret. You just have to be notable. And it's the easiest way to do it is having a social media presence, getting on these blogs, being consistent. And that's it. It's, that's how you do it. There's no, like, hidden secret to it. And it is, if you look on Instagram, how do you get verified? That's how it go. But it's a lot
1: of work, right? And, and, it, and it's I interesting mean, to me. Like, of course, you describe it like it's nothing. But then I'm thinking to myself, content. Okay. So how do you know it's good content? Is it
0: just you just? I mean, but post say left and right. Well, if you yeah, you have to post. You have to know what is good to you. You got to know what's gonna push your crowd to say, hey, this person is awesome to watch, or hey, this person is interesting. Maybe I should start following him and then or her and 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 take a look sometimes. And, and you know what I mean. You got to know how to do that and stay consistent. And even if they're not looking. After a while, just stay consistent. Eventually, once you start getting into these like shows and blocks, they're gonna look at them and like, okay, something's happening, something's going on. What if someone has self doubt that yeah.
1: maybe they're not sure of their talent or that they're good enough to be able to do
0: something? You have to have self assurance, and you gotta stay around positive people because you can fall into the trap. Of getting friends and associates that really don't wanna see you go nowhere. And they're gonna be like, ah, oh, you know, and they're not gonna show you support. Cause sometimes people can be around you and they can, but then you don't feel supported. And I know how that feels. Like you don't feel supported and it makes you feel like discouraged. Like, but I, I've gotten past that. Like, even when I feel that way, I keep on going. I keep on staying up all night and I keep on looking for new contacts, new media. That's what the people out there need to do. And that's what you have to do to to win in this game or any game.
1: Any yeah. advice that you have for those people? How to uh maybe get away from those people that are not as supportive? Do you yeah. Remember getting away from maybe that crowd. Being
0: alone sometimes makes you more empowered. I'm learning that, and sometimes it it, it Keeps you in focus because sometimes when you're in your head and you feel oh these people's not supporting me and like if you feel especially if you feel secluded and you're in a place where you're not really like the norm like or you you feel like you're not you're like because that's another thing like that's another uh, adversity I encounter here because my music is not reggaeton even though i'm incorporating reggaeton in some of my stuff it's not reggaeton it's not mariachi it's not uh the typical hip-hop it's not you know it's not that and it's not like plentiful here but what i do is that i take from what's plentiful here and put it into my sound so i innovated that situation you said i was uh what's what's a good word for it i persevered through that you see me You feel me? Yeah, definitely, because you had that
1: mindset that instead of giving up or thinking, well, you know what, they just don't understand my music, just what can I do
0: to make sure I get better on my craft? Not only that, what I I just did is I just incorporated what was popular here. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I went and got uh, Cedo Rocks from Miami, because I was like, reggaeton is huge in El Paso. All these Bad Bunny, all these people's coming here, you know, and I'm, I'm used to reggaeton from Daddy Yankee in New York and all that stuff like that, the Puerto Rican stuff. I'm already used to all of that, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, this new wave, let's J Balvin and all this stuff like that, it, it's, it, it's not new to me. But it's just new to what I was doing in my musicality. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what I have to say to the people out there. Just stay innovative. Uh, Know how to, like fit into the market in your own way, but still be you at the same time. That's that's a better way of saying it.
1: I like what you said about surrounding yourself with the right
0: people. people yeah. And also value that alone time. Yeah, because you know why? Because sometimes you could fit into these like people that you want to be fitting in with and they're not really for you and they're not going to really support you. You might as well just spend some time alone and and, and focus on your craft and build and and build your brand up. And then you're gonna see those people come back. They're gonna be like, "Oh shoot, this person is doing some big things. Let me come back." But by that by that time, you'll get, you'll make new friends, and it'll be too late.
1: <laughs> exactly. valuing your time going back a little bit to yeah. um, valuing being alone yeah, That it really yeah. gives you time and as you were talking about this i'm like i find myself of course i'd like to go out and and, and talk to some friends that maybe yeah. i haven't talked to in a while but then i always in my mind like is this bring me value first two beers great because i'm catching up three beers yeah, i'm yeah. good but i know that there's a point after my fourth fifth beer that i'm like you know what, this is not creating value anymore. Like it's just not, I'm not, it is time wasted instead of tomorrow waking up early, going to work out or maybe working on stuff that I should do. Exactly. And that's again, going back to like finding yourself, asking yourself those questions. Well, at least that's what works for me is that, is this bringing me value long term, or is this, am I
0: just wasting my time? True, but you know what? Another key thing is you got to protect your energy Because you could be around people that you feel is for you and they're not really for you. And that's draining your energy. And that's draining your force from being focused, from being energized and say, hey, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay up, be motivated every day to do what I have to do to succeed. And sometimes if you just push yourself in to those types of individuals or those kind of circles, you lose your energy. And that's why being alone at times could be great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was going to add, um, making your, well, making a job, finding that. One of the reasons, I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but one of the reasons I started my podcast is I realized that I needed to expand yeah. my um my influence circle, right? Yeah. I, of course, I have really good friends that are into, like, uh, this grown mindset, being positive business, whatever it is. Yeah. But I also have a lot of other friends that. Are not and which is cool. Maybe they're really good at maybe relationship advice, other things. Yeah. But I realized that I don't maybe have a lot of friends that have that share the same mindset that yeah. I do. So what I did is, guess what? I'm gonna create a podcast, and I'm gonna invite people that I wanna chat, that I will, that I do see myself being yeah, part of their circle. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. And that can help me with
0: either business or even at a personal level. But you did the right thing, brother, because. That's opening you up. I mean, not to say everybody you're going to meet on the podcast is going to be mm-hmm. uh, beneficial to your life. But here in El Paso, you did the right thing because there is opportunities here, but you're creating your own opportunities, which is bringing people to you that brings you more opportunities. So you did the perfect thing and you have the perfect outlet to bring great Creative energy and great networking energy to yourself as a person and as an individual. Nice. Well,
1: thank you, sir. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. As far as when people say there is nothing to do, your take was very particular that there is stuff to do, but yeah. also
0: you need to find it. You need to you got to create, you, create it. it because sometimes the innovator gets the most things because. There's going to be a lot of people saying, hey, yeah, man, I need to go find this person. And there's going to be a lot of people doing what you're doing. But once you set yourself apart and people start liking what you're doing, all those people that you are looking for are going to start coming to you. Because that's what we kind of did with the Jamaican and the 915. Even though, like, physically I am a Jamaican in the 915, but we created that um, reality show kind of, like, uh, webisode kind of thing. And it uh, actually stars my manager, Aaron uh, Renteria, here. So we kind of bought the the, the Mexican culture and my culture, and then we used the backdrop of the 915, and we used the pandemic with wearing your mask. I don't even know. Do I got my mask here? I saw, I, I saw you with it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like in the... So you got the mask right here. So in the the webisodes and the, you know, the... We have three episodes of the Jamaican and the 915. We have a holiday episode, and then we have two others. But they're all located here in El Paso. They're on YouTube for everybody to watch. They're on my Instagram. But we used that. We innovated. we, we Like, it was the pandemic time, deep in the pandemic. I just came back from Toronto, and I was like, man... I'm not really feeling with the music right now. I need to do something else. So I went back into my acting, and I was like, you know what? We need to motivate people to stay safe during the pandemic, and we just created that on our own. That's being innovative, and then bringing something to El Paso that's not here. And people's like, oh, that's cool, man. We like it. You know, even if it's not the biggest thing, we we made something that nobody else was doing. We we were innovative, and we were able to get it out there, and that's what landed us the stuff on. Um, what did we get? Univision. And we got uh, on ABC, and we were able to get it out there.
1: Because you're looking for your opportunities instead yeah. of waiting for an opportunity created, or
0: something. We, we created our own opportunity. Wow. That's exactly what we did, just like you're doing right now. You're creating your own opportunity, and you're, you're, you're uh, bigging up your horizon because you, you're you creating something that other... I mean, not to say that other people are not doing podcasts, but the way you're doing it. Look at the way how you... Look at the nice... Uh, photography and the things that tie into the the borderland here it's 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 something very 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 unique to you because some podcasts they don't have anything around they just have like like plain things and they yeah they're talking about things and they're trying to create things but you're actually bringing in the community you feel me? So I think f- from my perspective, from my opinion, I feel that's what's different about this podcast.
1: Nice, and I appreciate that, uh, yeah. that for sure. And, I, yeah, and Like I was telling you, there's so many things that I do. I Full-time job, the hair salon, the, yeah, the TV show that I Bro, do recently started, the podcast. That's awesome. And I tell people that I hardly have time to do something, right? I have to mm-hmm. make that time. Yeah. But when I go to sleep, I feel so happy with myself, fulfill yeah. that. Yeah, I was all over the place, but today I got to do this. And that is adding value to my life. Instead of, and I respect watching TV, enjoying it, because I also do that, trust me. But then I also, again, zone in. Zone in, but then I have also the path where I see myself later on. But I know that it requires a lot of hard work. I find that a lot of people have dreams. Everyone has dreams. Everyone has goals. But then the ethic the work ethic of okay are you gonna wake up at six are you gonna go to sleep at ten are you gonna say no to that your friends calling to go out again you can definitely say yes but for the most part you do have to sacrifice and you do have to have that discipline to not do it and i find that and that's why i'm trying to at least one person motivate in a way to say you know what? If you have this mindset, or if maybe you don't, there's a different approach to things. Because, again, going back to that, everyone has goals. Everyone has dreams. Dreams, It's It's just a matter of when it gets hard.
0: I mean, yo, to be honest with you, enough things go on and get hard, you know? Yeah, zimmy, man, I'm talking to me, patwa thing, you know? But enough things go on and get hard. And enough things never going to be easy, zimmy. So... Respect to everybody that's just trying to do their thing. And, you know, keep going in, you know.
1: There's so many things. Thank you so much for the conversation we're having. Again, I'm really enjoying spending time with with you as positive as you are and also hardworking that, that you are. Yeah in a perfect world uh well not even in a perfect world but what are some not projects but goals that you have yeah. short-term and long-term
0: well right now the the short-term goals is to go on the road again start touring and also to create new music and uh just getting out there to the masses man let's uh start like going into more bigger markets again and uh this cold like headlining with other artists that might be a little bit bigger or maybe even at the same level. So that's some of the things that I'm looking forward to doing right now. I need uh, to get new booking agents and to, to do that once, especially once we release the thing with Snoop Dogg. No, perfect. Yeah, man. How about
1: in five to 10 years? Yeah. What are some goals that you have long term for you?
0: I would definitely want to go for the Grammy, the Junos for the C- Canadian situations. Um, what is the Juno? No, I'm sorry. It's like the a Canadian equivalent to the Grammy Award. Okay. Okay. So I want to want to go for that. I would want to create more albums. I would want to create a, a company and go into d- different business ventures to invest my money so that I can keep up with this and do different things. I would like to go into clothing. You know, what I mean clothing lines, eyewear because you can see I like eyewear and. And and those things and be innovative, be a a true uh, business entrepreneur and and a a true person that uh, incorporates culture. And I feel clothing, music, uh, acting all incorporates what? Culture. And that's why I go on, you know.
1: As driven yeah, as you are, yeah, as man. someone that you understand that it's not gonna come easy, no, I and mean, I'm man. sure you're gonna get there for sure.
0: Thank you, bro. I Senor, let
1: you. me ask you as far as your COVID experience. You talked a little bit about yeah. how was your personal COVID experience. I um, never in caught this COVID. Industry.
0: I never caught COVID. So I mean, like I've always been protected, and. Um, I mean the work around it. Uh, what is it that I'm, I'm sure concerts,
1: yeah. maybe other opportunities, and yeah. now they had to close down, and you, did you have to do something different?
0: Yeah, so that's what I was saying. We had to innovate and create things online, and we had to create things like the Jamaican and the 915 webisodes, like the reality, and that's another thing. I might want to have that reality show picked up, but we had to create those things, and then we had to st- keep things alive via the web man and FaceTime and like I even when I was in Toronto I had to do all my interviews through Zoom and I just had to get like even more innovative with social media so that's how we kind of like transcended that time period but I think I think we did pretty well man because we still were getting Tons of publicity. Was st- still getting a lot of press. We were still networking with a lot of uh, producers that did remixes to the Guan Get It single with Jacques Claire and Sido uh, from overseas in Germany. We were still doing that. So I don't think it really slowed us down. Only thing it slowed down was the live shows, and people were even doing virtual shows and being paid and stuff. But I didn't get that. But uh, we were doing other things.
1: Uh, so you found a way to stay still stay relevant, of course, even yeah. with this. Perfect. So I have two more questions for you. Okay. Um, the one that has somehow, someway become a recurring question here is, what is your definition of success?
0: My defini- definition of success would be just staying consistent and having people realize that consistency, appreciate your work, and then... Personally, just knowing that you've bettered yourself and you've come from level to level to level to level, as long as you know that internally that, hey, I put in the work and I paid my dues and I'm content with who I am and what I'm doing right now consistently, I think that's when... You have internal success. And then once you're happy and people see that, I think that's when the outside success and then your flowers while you're here in life, that's when that will start coming in. And I think that's what success is. Great definition.
1: Based on your definition, how successful are you?
0: Well, I feel that I've been consistent. I feel that I'm transcending a lot of things that people probably wouldn't think I would, would be able to transcend at this point of my career. I know I have to build on certain things to get further to the next and next, next levels. But I think from where I was coming from till now and to where I've elevated on social media and uh, to the, the people I've met, like uh chauclair I, I I met like he's a Canadian icon, a uh, hip hop legend over there. I met him through somebody. I didn't know any of his music at the time, but I got acquainted, but I was able by going to Toronto I was able to meet people like him who who would have known like me me Matthew Johnson doing a record with a Canadian legend. And being interviewed by a person like Master T, who's a uh, like a VJ, like uh, on Much Music. That's the equivalent to um, a Carson Daly or from MTV and stuff like. Who would have thought? So I've made those things. Who would have thought that I would have got booked on a, a Go Army commercial and that was all around all the fifty states in, uh Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Now I would have a upcoming single with Snoop Dogg and stuff. It's it's all perseverance. It's all the struggle. But I I feel like I have more to grow, but I feel that I'm in the right direction, and that's what makes me content, and I feel successful in that way.
1: Very well said, because it's not only uh, being consistent, but also your personality. I mean, this is the first time we... Well, um, we meet, of course, but, I mean, you can tell you're someone that, for the most part, finds always the positive versus the negative. Uh, so most of the times,
0: I, I can get, I can get, like, he knows, and like, <laughs> I keep it real. I can get, like, down on myself at times, and I'm only human, man. I'm not perfect, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm tr- I'm aiming to that, but nobody on this earth is perfect, you know, besides the most high God, you know what I'm saying? And he's not on earth, you know, he's looking down on us to s- and taking care of us, and I have faith, you know? So that's what keeps me, like, going and persevering because I know that you got to trust the process, basically. Trust the process, people. Trust the process. Put in the work. Stay consistent. Stay around the right people that motivate you. Don't be looking for folks that are not going to, you know, enhance your energy so that you can reach to those levels and higher echelons. You need to cut off people that are toxic in your life or that you feel that don't fit your lifestyle. And that's when you're going to persevere. And if you don't have a lot of friends, take time to yourself. Focus. That's all you need to do. Enough things that go on after that. You zimmy. Bless. Great message there. <laughs> yeah. Is
1: there anything
0: else that yeah, yeah. you want to
1: talk about? Anything else important for you?
0: I mean, I think we uh, touched base on everything. I don't want to take up too much of your, more of your time. But, uh, you know, I think... My last uh, word to the people out here for this podcast would be just stay positive, consistent, trust yourself, trust your instincts, and keep going. That's all I can say. Keep going. Never give up on your goals and dreams. Anything is possible. Bless us Nice. Amazing. I do have one last question, though. All
1: right, let's go. That was a good ending, though. Like, oh, I, I want to stop there. <laughs> but I, this is the same question I ask every single guest. Okay. Um, And then from your perspective, I'm very interested in this and okay. your answer. What is one thing you love about El Paso? And okay. what is one thing that you will maybe change or
0: improve about our city? Wow, that's a great question. You know, my, my boy knows that. So one thing I love about El Paso, I, I love the homes here. I love the climate. Uh, the thing I would want to change about El Paso is the diversity. It needs to be a little bit more diverse. And then I would the open-mindedness needs to change here. It needs, it needs to be more developed in that stratosphere. But other than that, El Paso is a great city. It's a great place to live. It's a great town. It has uh, opportunity for people like myself and people that are from here. There's opportunity here. But you always have to broaden your horizon. But like for me personally, I would love... More, even more diverse. I do see a lot of the Arab restaurants coming in, the Jamaican, and then the military's bringing that in. I would like to see more of that here in El Paso. Okay. When you yeah, said yeah.
1: open-minded, I, yeah, yeah. I I hate to um to close without asking a follow-up question. What you mean okay. by that?
0: Oh, uh, I mean just being like open-minded to others, uh, like culturally, um, uh, musically, and uh, that's that's what I mean. In my perspective, I think it could be a little bit more of a mecca in that sense if you get my drift because i feel me doing pop dance style music you know i it's not particularly popular here unless you hear sean paul or you hear uh, shaggy or you hear those people once you hear them them like oh yeah yeah i i no shaggy, no shaggy. Oh, it wasn't me no, 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 no. but if they don't hear it and it's a it's a rising person the personality is different oh yeah who's that guy that's I what I'm like saying.
1: like that in 100%. What you or mean. if
0: you're not Khalid,
1: oh, man, you know, it's Khalid, Khalid, man, Khalid.
0: I love Khalid, but, I mean, the people rising. Exactly.
1: So I would yeah.
0: want them to to be more acceptive of the people rising up, not the people that are already there in the stratosphere, but the people that are rising and being open-minded and, and, and supporting of those local people and the people that may be now local and new. That's what I mean.
1: A hundred percent with you yeah, yeah. because
0: I have a thing with uh, supporting local, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a
1: different take. I do not agree with the sense that just because someone opens something, go support it. Yeah, yeah. I think we support people and movement. And what exactly. you're trying to, your personality, what you're trying to do, it's a movement, but I also want to yeah, yeah. support you. Of course, you that, being out yeah, yeah. in El Paso, from El Paso, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give an opportunity yeah, yeah, to yeah. you, right? As far as supporting, listen to your music, go to some of your shows. Yeah. And and that's what I really believe that you're 100% when you said, you know what, we have to be open yeah, man. and not wait. Um, and this is an example that um, uh, Cinta de Oro, Sincara said is that, yeah, yeah. you know what, a lot of people do pay the $1,000 to go watch wrestling, right? When of WWE T- e comes with Lucha Libre, like the professional level, they're, they're okay putting the big bucks. But they don't understand that, hey, maybe we have a local concept that is not as good or as uh You know what? As fancy. But you don't understand that if
0: you support that, yeah. eventually they will get there. You know what? Funny thing you say that. Those people that are already at that, they had to start somewhere. Exactly. Where did they start from? They all had even Khalid. Where did he start from? Uh, the, all the other big, the bigger people that are coming out of here. Where did they start from? They all started from where? Ground zero. So you have to, they have to know. They never, you're never going to know who's the next big thing, but support them from the start. Because when you support them from the start, those people are going to remember who supported you at the beginning. You feel me? So that's what all I'm saying. That's what, that's it in a nutshell, basically.
1: Well said. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that's all I have. I just want to thank anybody who listened to the entire hour and, and some change or uh, either uh, view through YouTube or one of the uh, Spotify or iTunes. Bless up. I just want to say thank you again. I want to, again, once again, thank you for your time. Thanks for I having really me, I really enjoyed man. this conversation. Hopefully Appreciate we get you. to talk again.
0: Thank you, brother. Bless up.
1: All right. Bye-bye, guys.